didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, 9th of February, 2014. Ah, oh, I can't do this, mate. I'm too busy in celebrating. I just got married. Absolutely. You did. Congratulations in advance, Grant. Who would think we're recording this in advance anyway? Oh, we'd never do that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no of course not. Welcome, folks, to the Australia Desk for episode 286. Now, Grant, uh, seeing as you and I are busy this week away near Canberra celebrating your uh, recently held nuptials, uh, I don't think uh, we can do a, a proper segment this week. So instead, we're going to play a snippet of an interview we recorded with Australia's uh, Red Bull Air Race pilot, Matt Hall, which we recorded uh, earlier in the week. Matt, uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks, guys. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Well, yes. Matt, now how many times have we uh, bumped into you over the, the, the intervening years between Red Bull Air Race seasons and saying, you know, is it coming back? Is it coming back? Well, finally, it's back. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been, uh, been a number of times, and it's actually good that it's back because I was, I was about to get a tattoo on my forehead that says, I don't know. I've <laughs> 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 asked that many times. So, um, so yeah, now it's, uh, it's all happening, and uh, I've got something to concentrate on again. Uh, that's fantastic. Now, it kicks off on the 28th of February and uh, a slightly shorter race season, it seems. Uh, I think there's only eight races in this season. It seems to me perhaps a, a proof or maybe a reproof of, of concept for the air race. Um, yeah, possibly. Um, but um, funnily enough, it's actually a bigger season that I've ever raced in. Yeah, we only, you know, the two years that I was in it, um, I think they both started off as nine race seasons, but in the end, there were only six races uh, held. So. If they actually get all the races uh, up and running, it's um, it's one of the biggest seasons they've actually completed, which is one of the things they're aiming at was getting some security that when someone signed up for a race, uh, they're going to have the race rather than last time um, people would get a lot of advertising. There's going to be a race on them pull out at the last moment. Yeah, I guess there's been a lot of talk here, um, you know, from people that are the fans of the race and obviously disappointed that it's not coming back to Australia this time. But I guess my hope personally is that, um, you know, if, if it really uh, proves a success in 2014, then that might create a bit of an impetus for an expansion and maybe it will come back here to Australia. Oh, yeah. I think the intent is that, um, well, in fact, there's no doubt the, the intent is that uh, the race is coming back and it's coming back to stay. Um, you know, there's... There's always a risk in uh, in anything as a, as a restart, um, but they've put a lot of effort in uh, into making this thing be bigger and better and faster than it was last time. And they're signing up, um, you know, basically everything that gets signed up at the moment goes gets signed up on a three year deal. So um, they're effectively saying we've got three years to get this uh, happening so it's a self-sustaining model and Australia is part of that uh, three-year plan. So I'm reasonably confident that um, there's going to be something um, in Australia um, in the not-too-distant future. Well, that's excellent. Now, of course, uh, we know that uh, that you've been very busy doing, you know, the air show and the promotional work and everything else. Do you keep in much contact with uh, people like Hannah Sark and Peter Besigny and all those people that I notice here on the uh, Red Bull Air Race website that it's the same lineup as the last season pretty much? Um, do you keep in contact with those guys? Yeah, yeah, we, um, yeah, we've stayed in contact uh, quite a bit. You know, some some guys more than others. Yeah, we, I, I caught up with them all. Um, it was last June, I think it was, when I was over in Slovenia racing. Um, you know, doing, you know, basically trialing all the new systems and uh, all of the all the old race pilots were there, and we. Yeah, you know, I stay in touch. Um, yeah, with, with certain race pilots, I'm, I'm um, yeah, almost in daily uh, daily contact with, and have been daily contact with. Um, yeah, since uh, since it all stopped. So um, yeah, we're we're a reasonably tight bunch of guys. You know, you end up you end up finding your yeah you know, your 
your favourite two or three guys that you communicate with more than the others. But uh, you know, we we are all on group emails and uh, share our thoughts and um, already share a little bit of um, competition uh, trivia and uh, and slamming each other. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's already on. That's for sure. Now, Matt, you mentioned you were in uh, Slovenia in June last year. Was that the uh, first of the workup? sessions how have you gone for getting back into the swing to be ready for racing yeah you're right that was one that was the first um, training session they had two training sessions um the first one was mainly to get all of the previous race pilots back up to speed uh and address all um all of the new stuff and look at new pylons and new uh new rules and get all of our opinions and that um that flying session went pretty well like so we basically they just used European-based aircraft, so I flew Nigel Lambs MXS, and uh, it, it was one of those things that um, you sort of wonder: Have I forgotten how to race? And uh, I was actually the first first guy down the chute on uh, on the first day we flew in the track. <laughs> and um, yeah, I briefed myself: Hey, I'll just you know take it casual. I got five minutes in the track. I'll just take it pretty casual and uh, fly above the pylons. I did one lap above the pylons. Yeah, when when I say above the pylons, you know, I'm probably you know between one and two feet above them. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, but we're measuring pretty closely at that point. Uh, and then it's like, um, I'm pretty happy. So then I flew around the next lap, you know, at the, you know, around the, the top of the colored bit. And there's like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. So uh, the final lap of that first five minute training session, I flew it as a racetrack right down in the guts of the, um, of the, uh, the high band. And, um, yeah, it felt really nice to be back in it. And have there been many other sessions since then? Um, they had one more session, uh, which they held after the, uh, World Aerobatic Championships, uh, over in the US. Uh, but that session was for the challenges that they're bringing in a new class, which is, um, basically a, you know, a rookie cup for another word for it. Um, and that, uh, that was really just getting all those guys up to speed for a second run through plus a couple of new guys and also it was for Pete McLeod to um, to regain his qualification as a race pilot because in the first one he'd just uh, broken his leg in a skydiving mishap so um, <laughs> first time back in the track so uh, there's only been the two uh, the two training sessions you know we've obviously been doing a lot of training back home here in Australia and We've got one more training session uh, in the lead up to the Abu Dhabi race where we'll be training in the UAE in a um, a bit of a private training track where all the pilots and our race gear and, and all of the all of the uh, telemetry and cameras and yeah, full dress rehearsal with media and everything, like internal media, um, but it won't be broadcast or uh, publicised what we're doing there. And we'll do that for five days before we then fly into um, into the racetrack at Abu Dhabi to race. Okay, so how have you been uh, training back here in Australia? Have you got pylons you've set up or are you using trees at home or anything like that? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, so we've yeah, training is um, comes in a lot of uh, aspects. So there's yeah, there, there's physical and mental training. So obviously, you know, I'm you know, back in the gym, you know, doing probably two to three hours a day at the moment. So I'm generally quite fatigued. Um, there's the, the mental training that, you know, I'm back having regular uh, contact with sport, my sports psychologist and working through routines and disciplines to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm happy with, uh, with where I'm at. Then there's the training with the team, just making sure that, you know, everything from, um, you know, the bookkeeping through to, um, you know, how I get strapped into the cockpit is, um, is all good. And then uh, obviously the final part of the training is actually me being in the plane and, um, and practicing racing. And for that, that side of things, you know, I've obviously maintained my currency in the aircraft and, um, you know, doing, you know, we're, we're using the MXS, which I've been displaying around Australia for the last number of years. So I'm pretty comfortable in that plane now. And, uh, 
what we did is we just set up a, um, a basic racetrack that I designed myself um, just south of Maitland Airfield uh, in a low-flying area there. And um, it was not around trees, but it was above certain certain geographical points that were quite obvious to me um, that I could recognize very quickly without having to look for them. Okay. So effectively flying around at 100 feet. And then we actually debriefed that using our telemetry system to have something to aim at. So I was actually improving my times in the track. And then the team, I'd get back and do a full full turnaround. I'd be airborne again, you know, somewhere between uh, 12 and 20 minutes later um, to go out and fly the same track again. So we've done full dress rehearsals of racing here in Australia for the first time ever. So that was a, that was a pretty cool thing to do. And uh, of course, you know, one more question I should ask you, you know, it's, it's just you and me and Grant talking. I mean, you know, you've got any secrets you're going to tell us about how you're going to take the uh, Red Bull Air Race by storm and win every race? Oh, since no one else is listening now, I can tell you about the jet engines. Oh, cool, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go, Grant. And, of course, uh, we can already predict in advance that uh, Matt Hall is going to uh, take all the honours. He was already, he already had them worried at the end of the last Red Bull Air Race season several <laughs> years ago, but uh, I'm sure he's going to go in and, you know, take the world by storm this time and no skipping across the water this time like he did in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Save the walking on water for other people. It's uh, time to focus and fly and not look into the turn. That was what he said went wrong last time. It's fantastic that the Red Bull Air Race has come back. As time went on and on and on, we were just thinking it was never going to come back but I'm really happy to see that it has very much a proof of concept I think there's not so many races going on this year there are two in the United States uh, one at Fort Worth and one at Las Vegas and uh, we are hoping to get over to Las Vegas this year fingers and toes and everything else crossed uh, to uh, cover it this year so that'll probably be the next PCDU overseas trip you'd better start uh, you'd better start saving pal oh mate just cost me everything I had to come and do this (laughs) get married wait a minute (laughs) you've got six months to get all your money back let's talk about my day job mate anyhow yeah, let's not talk about that. Let's just make sure that our listeners get over and check out RedBullAirRace.com and, uh, you know, get out there and back Matt Hall. Even if you don't come from Australia, you should back Matt Hall because, you know, he's yeah. a friend of ours. Yeah, he's Great cool. guy. Definitely. Absolutely. All right, that's everything we have for you this week and uh, we'll be back next week, Grant, assuming that you're back from your honeymoon. Where, where are you going for your honeymoon, by the way? Oh, the honeymoon's not till later because uh, the best time to go to a Pacific Island is between uh, July and August, mate. Oh, no problem. All right, well, okay, no problem. Some people have a tough life. Yeah, well, you know, uh, that's why Las Vegas could be tricky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, details, details. Until next week. Cheers, folks.